Hey, great friends. What's going on? It's Wednesday afternoon. We're just getting ready to get on the air. This is the pre-roll of the podcast on YouTube and on audio podcast. Glad everybody's going to be with us. Hey, look, let me have a few minutes here just to mention our sponsors because you guys are helping us so much, man. You guys, I'm telling you, I can't wait to put on our holiday party. And I was talking to Captain Troy yesterday about whether or not the Yacht America is going to be back in the water. And if he tells me we can't do it, then I'm going to put something else together because I got to thank you guys for what you're doing for the show. When I asked you guys to please download the Prize Picks app, and I asked you to please go to prizepicks.com slash great friends. So why? What's, what's, what's in it for me? Dude, we're all having so much fun. Every week we give you our prize pick lock of the week. We talk about it on the show all the time. Um, some of us are winning. Others of us are losing. But you know what? We're all having a great time. And, and I want everybody to make sure you're playing on prize picks. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. I've told you the story. They match your first deposit. 100% up to $100 and get in the game. And then send me your prize picks. You can put them out on social media and tag me. If you have my phone number, that's fine too. You can text me if you got my email. However you want to get a hold of me, you give me your picks. I will play your picks. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. And we really appreciate you guys all getting involved in that. Here's another one. Mushroom Life, new partner this year. I didn't know what was going to happen. When I first started hearing about Mushroom Life, I'm like, is this legal? Is it ethical? I, I did not know. I've become friends with Brett Weiss. In fact, he's coming to this, this Cleveland Browns game this weekend with against the Rams because he's a huge Browns fan. And I've gotten to see his operation. I've seen their headquarters in Carlsbad. I see how they make the gummy products. I've read about the mushrooms. And I know that it's helping a lot of you. We have one listener who hit me up and goes, dude, my mom is going through like, um, you know, some aging related, like uh, Alzheimer's related stuff. And her brain function is not what it once was, clearly. And he's been giving her the Mushroom Life products for, you know, for focus and for energy. And he's seeing a noticeable difference. These are plant-based medications. That's what I came to learn. If you use pills for sleep, for focus, for erectile dysfunction, whatever, they've got a plant-based medication for you. Mushroom Life, L-Y-F-E, mushroomlife.com slash great friends. You buy $50 worth of Mushroom Life products. Brett Weiss throws in another $50 worth of products that he wants you to try. So uh, enjoy that and make for a great holiday gift, especially if you know somebody that can't sleep, those sleep droplets. My dad's reporting really great results. Um, one other I'd like to just mention quickly, and that is my man, Gary Cooper. He's been with us for over 20 years through highs and lows in his industry. He has always stayed with us. If you are thinking about buying a house, selling a house, buying an investment property, or you just want information because you're like, I hear rates are high, but I hear Gary say I can buy the rate down. How can I find myself into home ownership? There are ways. I've told you the stories. Mountain Trust Realty, hit that QR code and talk to Gary Cooper, the pro. 858-376-1299. Let's start the show. All right, great friends. What's going on? It's Wednesday afternoon. It's Kaplan and crew, Grande and the Brown Man in the house. And we are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios sevenmilecasino.com. By the way, you're looking for something fun to do this holiday season. Seven Mile Casino is not some big giant fancy hotel with a concert venue and millions of slot machines, dude. It is a small, clean, fresh smelling card room. Seriously, like people are playing blackjack, poker, other table games, incredible food at Sammy's restaurant and bar, nice stiff drink, uh, amazing brunch on the weekends. And you're playing games while watching football games. You're going to have a great time. Seven minutes south of downtown San Diego, smoke-free, overlooking the beautiful bay of Chula Vista, 
Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. Uh, gentlemen, yesterday told you that I had gotten a, a report from somebody who works down at Snapdragon Stadium that the next day, which is now today, San Diego State had scheduled a press conference to announce their new head football coach. Mm -hmm. at, at this time yesterday, we didn't know who that was, but by now, you know, the press conference has already gone down by the time we get onto the radio on 1090, by the time we hit the airwaves of television tonight, and by the time we start to distribute on YouTube and audio podcast, the press conference will have already happened and San Diego State will have announced their new head football coach. And I thought on a social media side last night, I thought it was pretty interesting that they had a video of a private jet and then the the uh, the the stairs opening up. And I actually thought it was kind of funny because unless they were they go deeper into that video today where they show their new head coach getting out of this private jet. Um, I'm going to think it was all just sort of like staged, like that they didn't really fly him in on a private jet. Because honestly, they should. I mean, that's what makes you look big time. And it's not that much money to fly from Boulder to San Diego. What's it going to cost them? Five, 10 grand, you know? But I just thought the the whole, you know, tease of private jet lands, stairs start to open up. And then by today, look who popped out. Now, I'm not who? saying I'm not who, 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 yeah, who, who? I'm not who? about to tell you here that San Diego state's new hire is a guy who every kid in, in America is going to, Ooh, I want to play for that guy. But I will tell you this. He does have head coaching experience. He is young. He is coming from that, that coach prime, uh, energy, even though I don't, he wasn't really like one of coach primes guys, He's a guy that coach prime hired for a year. But if you liked the Colorado offense early in the season when it was good, that's the offense I'd like to see San Diego State run. So I, I will just say this. I didn't think San Diego State could get a big name. I didn't think they'd spend the big money. But based on this guy having experience as a head coach and based on the offense that he ran at Colorado and based on the success that he'd had earlier in the year before they benched him, you know, I think all in all, it's a, it's a fine hire. It's fine. It's fine. Wow. I'm shocked. Yeah. Yeah. I personally, I'm shocked. I thought anything Dion touches would have gotten the gold stamp of approval on this freaking show, the way yeah. you guys talked about it. I'm but, good. and then like you look at, you, do you go back? I, I spent all day yesterday and all day today trying to figure out who the hell Sean Lewis was mm -hmm. because nobody in Colorado got any attention unless your name was Dion or Shadur Sanders. Mm -hmm. So Correct. I find it hilarious that, yeah, they benched Sean. To, to to they demoted him from play calling and they got way worse right like way worse they didn't win a game after they demoted him so i just find it very fascinating i really thought you two were going to be in here this is exactly what we're talking about young offensive minded head coach who turned kent state into a bowl program kent state what the hell is it where is that i have no, no it's idea. A max school come on man kent state sure kent state max school is is comparable to the mountain west Okay, sure. So now he's got experience in a mid-major. He takes programs from nothing, turns them into bowl-eligible programs. What's playing? I don't know. You tell me. Oh, that's me. That's me. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, watching the, I'm watching the press conference over here. Oh, you are? Started. The fight okay, song gotcha. started. Um, so, I listen, I find it. Uh, quick, quick question. Could we, could we go? I don't know if we can do this or not. 
Could we go live to the introductory press conference? That what happened earlier in the day, yeah. for those of you that are listening. But for everybody who knows the show, you know that we record earlier in the day the podcast. Then we air it on radio. We air it on TV. We put it out on YouTube, I mean, et cetera. It's SDSU. you going to get mad at us? No, they would, they'd be stoked that we put this on the air. Okay. Hold on. Here we go. This is cool. Thanks. All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you to everyone assembled here today joining us for this exciting occasion. Thank you to our band, the cheer and dance teams, the energy that they bring to San Diego State Athletics on a regular basis. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Hey, nice. It's my AD. Welcome to Bachelor Field. That's my AD. For what promises to be a great day for the Aztec Nation as we welcome the 19th head coach in Aztec football history, Sean Lewis. Look at Browner hater. Yeah, Browner is not we yet. Hater, hater. Over the past couple of weeks, we have met. We have had many conversations with a variety of stakeholders and candidates. And one thing that stands out: the SDSU head coaching job is one of the top jobs in the country. You have the city of San Diego, Stop. Beach, Stop. Uh, out east, all the things. <laughs> to do the beach, out east, whatever's going on out there. On the field and in the classroom and a path to the, to the expanded CFP playoff allowed us to compile a great field of candidates. Mm -hmm. and from that group, one candidate stood above the rest. Oh, really? Sean Lewis. Mm. I'm excited to have oh, Sean here God. along with his wife, Sarah, son, Rory, daughter, Kiera. Look at him reading. And welcome them to the Aztec family. Yes. Way to go, coach. Aztec Way to go, life. coach. Yeah, yeah. Sean has a proven track record of as an offensive innovator, running an up-tempo offense nicknamed the Flash Fast during his tenure as head coach at Kent State University. <laughs> a balanced offense that produced nearly identical rushing and passing totals oh in 2021 of 3,485 <laughs> yards passing. Mute yourself. 3,482 <laughs> yards rushing, both school records, and you really can't get much more balanced than that. Sean led Kent State to its only bowl win in history and has spent time at several institutions that ran dynamic offenses. Unfortunately, some of you may remember one of those offenses led by Jimmy Garoppolo during his time at Eastern Illinois. Uh, it was Sky Show, but there were a lot of sky, there were a lot of fireworks on the field. So, but you got to see right there Sean Lewis's offense. This is very clear that having this type of offensive innovator it's very clear that it was one of our stated goals that this is what we wanted to do so good excited to have good you listen to us this type of uh influence this type of history calling uh calling san diego state home and while improving on the offensive side of the ball is a goal playing great defense as the aztecs have done over the past 15 years is something that Sean articulated well and understands that's a benchmark of what our program has been. Mm -hmm. I can't believe how he has to read Sean, all this clear on paper. Tell him a teleprompter, a teleprompter for Christ's sake. Jesus, well you guys are freaking haters, man. God damn. Caring for each other and dedication <laughs> to the whole I see why they're so stuck in the Mountain West. <laughs> Shut up, both of you. Something Sean shared that stood out to me was this comment by focusing on educating and developing the individuals within the building. Right, let's come back when yeah, Sean really, this is, yeah, this is, why don't you do this? Is there a way to like keep JD or whatever, uh, on mute the, him on screen and mute him? Uh, yes. That'd be I, cool. muted, I muted me. Listen, I had never heard him talk for an extended period of time. 
for an introdu- introdu- introductory press conference. A what? Easy, easy for me to say. That's not, bruh. That ain't. That ain't. That ain't inspirational. Dude, that that's pretty. Bad. I'm not knocking on. I'm not knocking the athletic director. He's he's trying to get up there today and inspire a community. To, to get do exci- what? to get excited. Are we about? really? Are you really? That's a coach's about, job. Are you That's really? Coach's oh job. my god! Are you? Are we going to start the show like this? Are we you really? Have, are we really going to start criti- criticizing an introductory press conference? Really? Uh, no. See. Really? I guess I, guess I got to explain oh this because God, you don't like I the hiring. Is that what you're saying? So annoyed no, 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 by no. both of you already. No. No. What, what did I do? Hire. Why am I annoyed? I love to hire. I love to hire. Let me let me just say this. Yeah. I can see things, okay? I can see things on people. I can see tales. And I'm telling y'all, this is why they stuck in the Mountain West. If he had anything to do with the negotiations, this ain't a negotiator. This ain't a mover. This ain't a shaker, okay? This ain't him. This ain't him. I can hear it in his voice. I can see it in his body movements at this podium. It's not about what he's reading. All right, hold, wait, hold on. They, they may be introducing the coach. Nah, we're not going to do. We're he not ain't coaching. President. She's she. She's oh, the she, one that messed up. Yeah, I'm not talking. Adela Delatore. We're not going to listen yeah, to her. She's the not JD. JD, by the way, athletic director of the year in 2022 of all listen, programs. I, I'm not knocking JD. They got a, his team went to the national championship. Go San Diego State. I, I'm not going to knock JD Wicker, the athletic director. If I were in his shoes. I would have done the exact same thing he just did. Listen, there's not one person in San Diego who's interested in the Aztec football program that knows who Sean Lewis is. So what you need to do is you need to get up there and explain, hey, look, we let Brady Hoke know weeks ago, so we've been doing interviews. We've been talking to people. We like this guy. Why? He's going to run the kind of up-tempo offense that, by the way, we've all been calling for. (laughs) Here's the problem. So, so, Here, but so here's you, the problem with what you're saying. Why? Why, why is there a problem wrong, right now? You're wrong, too. You're wrong. She's wrong. The fact that she's still talking. Nobody cares what she says. Nobody cares what the AD says. Well, you hey, do. Hey, man, y'all not here for me. I'm talking about body language. In but, the why we, but why are we criticizing I, their here's. form of their press conference? Who cares what the... What, I want to hear what the coach has to say. So what? We'll get to get him. He's coming. Okay, so that's your criticism is that the athletic director and the president of the university are in the way. I, I don't care what they got to move. Okay, okay, listen. Here's my thought. I'm going back on mute. <laughs> Thank you. Keep it that way. <laughs> Dude, nobody knows who Sean Lewis is. But then we learn about him, right, Alex? Put up the slide so that we can, before he even speaks, people who are listening and watching can understand what we're, what we're talking about. Sean Lewis has a resume. First of all, he's Every single thing we asked for, we said young and energetic. Great. We said, you know, has, has a, a, a decent coaching resume. Not bad. You know, smaller schools. He mentioned that uh, JD mentioned that he, that he had Jimmy Garoppolo as a quarterback when he was at Eastern Illinois, Bowling Green. He was at Syracuse. Um, it was a head coach at Kent state. All sounds good. Young energetic head coaching experience and runs the offense that we all said we want to see. We all said, we don't care if they lose 48, 49, make it exciting. Don't, don't get shut out. Don't score three points. So to me, I didn't know the name Sean Lewis, but the description of what I wanted for San Diego state's head coach, he checks every box. Now I felt the same way when they hired Chuck long 15 years ago or whatever it was, you know, I felt the same way when they hired Tom Kraft. So I don't know if, if this guy's going to be a great head coach or he's not, but I I'm, I'm excited for them to make a swift decision. Hold on. Let's go back to the press conference. Well, he's not talking yet. By oh, the way. Right. Yeah. You can't say little Sean Lewis. No, Six look at him. Seven. 
Six foot seven. Wow, he's a big dude. Yeah. What? What? He played tight end at Wisconsin. Tight end at played? Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Hey, you know what? That's also good. Him having played in the Big Ten and him having played at a really well-funded, uh, you know, championship-contending type school like Wisconsin. That's great. That is outstanding. All right, let's take a listen. Here comes the new head coach of San Diego State, Sean Lewis. Let's listen in. Well, good morning, everyone. It's a hey now. pretty exciting day, obviously, and uh, I, I need to say a few thank yous before we dive into the, the, the vision and the direction that we're about to head um, as an Aztec family and the excitement that me and my family have to be here on the Mesa and to be a part of this wonderful community. Um, you know, first and foremost, I need to thank President De La Torre for, for her time and this process and sharing her vision in, in the university and how this is going to be a great partnership together. Her leadership is truly a difference maker, and that was felt in our time yesterday that we spent together. Um, JD, for your diligence in this process and from the very first conversation, you know, the, the, the way that you cared for the, the young men, student athletes of the department, it was evident. It was something that was really near and dear to, to my heart and to my families for our reason why, why we do all of this. Um, to Bob Mooseberger, you know, our, our Moose. time to go in the MAC and, and to cross pass again, be a part of this. Again, extremely grateful and, and, and for your support and all of this and our partnership going forward is going to be amazing. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, need to thank all, all the coaches that, that believed in me. There's too many to, to mention, but Coach Dino Babers, who's from San Diego himself, and, you know, many years ago, uh, you know, saw something in a a really, a really young coach who, who didn't know a whole heck of a lot, but took me underneath his arm and, and stewarded me through this profession and, and gave me an opportunity. Um, I, I wouldn't be here without him. Um, and, and then again, to everyone at, at Kent State. What is that you know, beeping noise behind him? President Beverly Warren and President Dykeman there, who, who also might be behind you. No, not behind me. I don't our hear beeping. You know, the way that we felt was right to, to pour into our kids while we were there to be in front of you. I do. Today. Says the man on mute. Without them and addressing and speaking with the team this morning, you know. Browner, you want to criticize his preamble? Come on, man. Let's get to it. Again, I'm on mute. Apparently, I'm hating today. I'm on mute, so I'm just, I'm just, I'm gonna let, the, I'm, I'm gonna let Mr. Aztec down here. You're yelling thing. about the AD and the president's introductory, like you're yelling about it. Who cares? I thought it wasn't we. He, he wants to be we. For someone that doesn't care, he gets very upset about. Very angry. Very angry gentleman. For them. Uh, lastly, for my thank yous and I apologize for being a little bit long. It's called passion. It's called passion. Y'all should try sometime. Uh, you know, <laughs> it might help you. Okay, it's not anger. It's passion. By the way, does this does this guy look like a thirty-seven year old man? What do you think? He looks older. Nah, he looks about thirty-seven for a white guy. Yeah. Well, then, well, then if he looks thirty-seven, I look twenty-eight. Yeah, he's got. Well, you know, he he looks more sophisticated today with the bald head and the beard and the suit and the tie and the Aztec stuff behind him. He just looks more sophisticated because he's the head coach of San Diego State now. Go do that, and we support you wholeheartedly. I would not be there, be here without them. My sister, who's an educator. All right, coach. I mean, listen. Again, thank yous, bro. I know, but I, you know, what I would do. This is why we don't play full press conferences. This is why I cut them up. Yeah, it's true. But this was kind of a fun thing to try and do for the first time ever on the show. Like this This is exactly. If I, you know what? Never cutting a press conference ever again. So you yeah, full press conference. Introductory for everybody. Full presser. Full press. Everybody. From everybody. now on. Full presser. Yep. I'm down. Full presser. Oh, see, he's crying now. Way to go, Browner. Made him cry. your support and everything that we've been through since high school. Wow, high school sweetheart. Crazy journey 
together, um, we would not be here. You are the rock of our family. Thank you for all that you do. Thank God, you. I hope everybody can hear him. I can't wait to start this adventure with you here. I'll amplify it. Don't worry, because I know it's love. You're the man. Everything to me. I can't wait. Uh, are you also going to amplify that buzzing or beeping sound that you can't hear that we can hear apparently? Here for you to be running around asking for snacks. I don't hear. Maybe my Jolly Ranchers. I love you guys so much. I love today's show already. This adventure with you guys here on the Mesa. So, with that being said. Yeah, Coach. All right, Coach. All them thank yous. All right, Coach. Congratulations, my man. Getting a head coaching job, getting a second opportunity as a head coach, that's a very, very, very important thing in your life, man. Great milestone, 37 years old. Was that a craft beer? Uh Oh, did we just lose him? Did we just lose the coach? Did we just lose the entire – nope, we lost Alex. -uh. Nuh-uh. Alex is frozen. Must be the the beeping. The show – yeah, there you go. The show's still going. Yeah. Somehow he's gone. Look, man. I got to tell y'all, I like this hire. Let's Scott, you're correct. It checks all the boxes of everything that we wanted. Now it's time to see, were we correct? Are we the people who are moving in the direction that college football is going? I like this hire. This isn't a safe hire. I like this hire. This isn't some old bristled man talking about defense. This is a young man who is who just left Colorado, a place where the offense was buzzing. They lost a couple games, and Dion went Dion, and 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 replaced it with somebody else, and it didn't go the way that Dion thought it would. So here we are. I like the hire. I want to see the energy. I mean, the press conference tapped out on us, but I want to see the energy. I want to see how he can handle recruiting. I want to see who the quarterback is. If he's a really a quarterback and not a safety or running back or a tight end, turn into a quarterback. Let's see what he can do. I like this hire. I don't like that they spent all that time talking because I don't care what they think. Give me the coach. Yeah, I like the hire too. Um, Alex just texted me. He lost Wi-Fi in the crib. Maybe, again, maybe I was hearing those beeping sounds. Maybe there was some work going on on the streets down below. I don't know. Browner, can you take over the controls? Can you drive or not? Yeah, man. It's, it, this is the new software. This is yeah. new software. So if you he abandoned drive. ship, if he abandoned ship, I can hold, I can hold the thing. <laughs> Hey, look, I like the hire. I don't know who Sean Lewis is coming in. He didn't spend like years with Coach Prime where he's like part of that system. Spent one year. The offense was averaging over 400 yards. They were averaging like 30 plus points per game. Coach Prime didn't like the way things were going. He demoted this guy, Sean Lewis, and took the play calling uh, duties away from him. Gave him to Pat Shermer, the former Green Bay Packers coach, as I recall. And you know what? The offense went downhill. Now, maybe it was the opponents that they were playing. You know, maybe they were playing against better teams. Nonetheless, young, mm-hmm. already been a head coach, mm-hmm. runs a spread high-powered offense. Mm-hmm. You know what? I like the hire all in all. And and I think that, um, you know, I, I will be curious to hear, Alex, as you've just come back in, we'll hit the break. I want to hear what you think about this hire because you are the Aztec for life of our group. Browner says he likes it. I said I like it. I'd be curious to hear what you think. Stick around, everybody. But before we hit the break, just want to mention our people at Prize Picks. So Alex and I are on emails every day with our people at Prize Picks. That's how involved everybody is in making this campaign a success. You guys have already done your part. You go to prizepicks.com slash great friends, or you click our QR code and um, you put in your first deposit. They'll match it hundred percent up to hundred dollars. You put in 20, they'll put in 20, you put in 50, they'll put in 50. And we're playing every day. Like all three of us come on the air the next day. How'd you do? How'd you do? We give you our pick of the week on Friday. 
So if you want to play this game with us and have fun, great. And if you want to send me by text, by social media, you want to send me your prize picks, I will play them because I'm having a great time knowing you're doing the homework and I don't have to. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Alex's reaction to his new football coach next. All right, great friends. Hey, it is Wednesday afternoon. It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. And we are in the Seven Mile Casino studio, sevenmilecasino.com. If you're just getting with us, we were talking about how earlier today, again, for those of you that are jumping onto radio and for those of you guys that are with us on YouTube, earlier today, San Diego State had this press conference to introduce their new head football coach. In the opening segment of the show, we went live to that press conference. So for those of you that were tuning in, you're like, what's going on here? That was earlier in the day. Don't worry about that part of it. So Browner said he likes the hire. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Browner to me, you and I have been saying for, and, and I think everybody's been saying, you got to get somebody who can be dynamic on offense and someone who can recruit quarterbacks. I'm not telling you that Sean Lewis is some answer man. I'm just telling you that if you're a quarterback in high school and you're considering going to Alabama or Oregon, you're probably not considering San Diego State. But if all of a sudden you were considering Boise State, UNLV, I'm making these names up, TCU, Oregon State, you know, maybe all of a sudden San Diego State has a guy who runs an offense that you go, look, I want to pass the ball 50, 60 times a game. I want to make it to the NFL. Um, I can't do that when I'm Christian Chapman and I'm the all-time leading winning quarterback at San Diego State, but I threw 10 times a game. So maybe with his 37-year-old youth, maybe with his experience having been a head coach already, maybe having been part of Deion Sanders and Colorado and you know statistically leading them to their best performances of the year, maybe, maybe there's a little something there. But that's what San Diego State could get. San Diego State was going to get somebody's coordinator who wants to be a head coach who very frankly, if this guy played at Wisconsin, he probably wants to coach at that level. And this is yet another stepping stone opportunity for this guy. That's the reality of the situation. But dude, come in here, use that new stadium, find some quarterbacks and some wide receivers, spread the ball all over the field and make it exciting. And to me, this hire checks every box. So Grande? Yeah. You're our, our resident Aztec for life. Yeah, he's the one who was yelling for people to mute during the press conference. What do you think? Oh, now he's muted. You tell me. Get out of here with that. No, you tell me. Okay, I mean, I'm what muted. is it? I'm muted. I'm what muted did I tell you guys? So you can listen to the AD. You tell me. What did I tell you guys? That was what was a realistic hire? A coordinator at one of the top jobs, a younger dude. And that's exactly what they got. I mean, I, I don't know how you can look at this hire and be upset about it. You know, I don't even know how you can look at this hire and even criticize it because it, this guy is exactly what you were going to go out and get. Like, he doesn't have any roots in the San Diego State program. I kind of love that. You know, I kind of love that he's new blood. He comes in, he's going to do it his way, the way he learned. He comes from a school that was just the most hyped thing maybe in the history of college football for the first five to six weeks of the season. So he's got experience being in the limelight. Dude's been through adversity, being freaking dumped midway through a game and still staying there. And I just think that I, I, I don't see anything 
but positive with this hire. Like from the outside looking in, there's nothing I can criticize about this guy. Nothing. He's been a head coach before. He turned a program that's never been to a bowl game and won them their first ever bowl game. Not only that, he had the number one ranked offense at Kent State in the country in 2020. The number one ranked offense in the country, over 600 yards a game. This guy had the ability at Kent State to go schedule some cupcakes. And if you go look at his overall record, it's terrible at Kent State. It's not good. But if you look at those first four games every year, Alabama, Georgia, that dude was lining up games against the best of the best. And he went 0-8 against all of them. But guess what? He still went out there and played them. Mm-hmm. Not scared about it. I just think that this dude is exactly what San Diego State needs. My only hope is that he's so success, he's so successful. We have to worry about the way we worried about Brian Dutcher leaving to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my biggest hope is that he's so successful here in this group of five school that people are going to want him to go to Michigan State, to go to Texas A&M, to go wherever other, you know, like that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted mm-hmm. a guy here hungry to make a big name for himself, establish a program to come in here. And if San Diego State's bomb for three years and then he bounces, what more could you ask for? Yeah, right. Like when Brady Hoke took off for Michigan, that was his dream job. And it was San Diego State's success that got Brady Hoke his dream job. If this young man, 37 years old, if his dream job is one day to return home and coach his alma mater, Wisconsin, and in three years, San Diego State's offense is so prolific and they've won a bunch of games and they've gone from last place in the Mountain West, which is what they were this year, and let's say they get back to you know first place, which is where they've been. Um, and in three years, this guy is being recruited away from San Diego State, the way Duke lost their coach or the way Oregon State lost their coach. Um, if somebody's coming to recruit this guy, good. Unfortunately, you know, as J.D. Wicker says, hey, this is one of the top jobs in, in the country. No, it's Boss. not. It's okay. I mean, we understand that you're the athletic director at San Diego State, and you should hype your job. What did he you say? Sh- what was the exact quote? I, I'm paraphrasing. Is a group of five? No, it's in the country. Because Sean Lewis, Sean Lewis also was asked about that, and I'm reading all the what I can find, and he did say, "This is the best group of five job out there." Okay, you know, like, like, and I, I, it's kind of when okay. you look at a group of five schools, what and what it's going to be going forward, forward, Correct. not what it is. Correct. Correct. He may be right. Like honestly, when you look at facilities, you look at stadium, you look at location. Okay, let I mean, me you ask got you a five-year ask- deal making 1.8 million dollars. Let me actually By the way, that's one other thing is is that is that his price tag, his price tag makes him that much more attractive to San Diego State. I don't remember what what was Brady Hoke making was about million, there about one point five I think. So so San Diego State doesn't have the money that Texas A and M has to go pay off Jimbo Fisher seventy plus million dollars and go hire a new coach for whatever that new coach is going to make millions and millions of dollars. Um, San Diego State has to do this, frankly, in a very frugal manner. And that so, was. That was a base salary, according to J.D. Wicker. So mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of incentives That's in there. Win a Mountain West, win this, mm-hmm. win this, win that. Probably recruiting yeah. bonuses. If right. you if you if you are going to say that this is the one, this is the best job available of the Power Five. When we use the word Not available, Power Five, I don't think group of five. no, no, the, the group of five, group of five, Power Five. If you're saying that, okay, are you talking about available as of today? Or from the beginning when everybody started losing their jobs. I would love because to see what Texas Boise State A&M, does. Correct. To your the question. Texas, I'd love to see what Boise State does going forward this week or next week whenever they get somebody. Because then you could con- compare. compare. The what Texas is Oregon, A&M job as well. Like that was Oregon, the best job available. Of course. 
but Oregon State, they promoted their defensive coordinator, I believe. They didn't go mm-hmm. out and go out and hire some somebody promoted from out of the program. They promoted and I think them. and I think Boise State might find themselves in a in a tough situation here because if Boise State beats UNLV in the Mountain West Conference Championship game this weekend, the guy, and I don't know his name, who has taken over as the interim head coach at Boise State, that guy is going to be in line to be elevated to head coach. And I, I can only give you guys, this is my little bit of Boise State inside info. You ready for this? <laughs> Cause, I love it. Because my daughter, you know, when you're when you're an athlete in high school and you're friends with the other athletes, even when you you go to Boise State, you wind up being friends with all the football players because there's like three or four of them that she went to high school with that that play at Boise. One of them's like their top tight end. One of them's their top tackling linebacker. From what I can gather, these kids could not stand playing for the previous head coach. And Shame. what's happened is, <laughs> right? What's happened is is that they fired that head coach. And Boise State has gone on to win some games late in the season and put themselves in a position to win the conference championship. So, you know, if a coach succeeds, then all of a sudden, you know, he's made the argument that I should keep the job. Listen, man, if if in three years this guy is walking to go coach at Wisconsin, that's a good thing. Yeah. That means he's raised the profile of the university. He's been successful. And hopefully he's built out his staff enough that the next offensive guy, his coordinator, who, if he hadn't already been hired away, you can turn to him and go, your turn. Right. Well, chances are, he. I, I, the rumors are that he's also bringing his O-line coach, which was in, with him at Kent State. It might be like his OC or whatever. But mm-hmm. like the best the best thing that San Diego State could be is the stepping stone job for a Power sure. 5 conference. Like, as of right and, now, yes. Right. And uh, I'm, I, I, if people are mad about hearing that, like live in reality. When you're right. a group of five school going into the new look, college athletics just it's just a fact man like yeah. they didn't make it they're not part of it so now you got to be the best at what you can be which is what i've been saying since brady hoke announced his retirement yeah. you got to be the best at what you can be and the best is to be the best group of five be undefeated in the mountain west yeah make yourself available for that expanded college football playoff that is the best thing you could do the yeah, best right thing you could do. and if they- this dude comes and i i have been paying attention to colorado because it all of a sudden nobody wants to play at colorado anymore so they don't currently have a 2024 quarterback on as committed or on their roster unless Shadour comes back, which that's not happening. So two quarterbacks have decommitted in the last two days. That's Report- why they're decommitting. They're not going to play. Shadour's coming back. What oh, makes okay. you think Shadour's not going back? Why would he? I thought he was a top pick, wasn't he? Like a top I would say, I would say that that Shador will be back because Shador is going to help Dion correct build his program. And I think that if Shador leaves, like Dion could be like kind of done, so to speak. But like if he gives him one more year and they they get what? better next year, I thought he was building a powerhouse. Oh, I don't think so. I think he's using Colorado what? as a stepping stone to get to where he wants to go. Correct. But the problem is, no, no, we said that from the what? beginning. Don't don't what this. Everybody said the same thing. You said Colorado in two or three stone. years. You said in two or three years, I'd be competing for the national championship. I got notes. I'll he didn't say where I, if. No, no, no. If, you if said he, that about Dion in Colorado. If he stays yes. in Colorado, yes. you know, I definitely I definitely drank the Kool-Aid at the beginning of the year. Watching what's happening to Dion right now, though, he was such he was so America's darling at the beginning. And everybody had this thought that every kid's gonna want to go play for him because every kid's gonna want to be around the excitement, you know, and and play in the biggest game every Saturday. And for the first four weeks of the season, they played in the biggest game every Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then from week five until now. They've played in trash games because I shouldn't say that. I mean, Oregon and USC beat them down so bad that after that, nobody paid attention to them for the rest right. of the year. 
Same now what's happening to USC this year? Nobody's focusing on USC because they got they, they're out of it. When you're right. out of it, no one cares. But but now what's happening is coaches are leaving the staff, which is fine. I mean, you expected that when when a coach gets demoted and has the play calling taken away from him, you're you know you can't keep that job. You Correct. know you when you get demoted in the middle of the season, Dion blamed the new San Diego State head football coach for what was happening to his team when Dion knew he had no offensive lineman. Correct. You know, so Dion scapegoated him. Here, check, go ahead and, and read this for everybody, Alex. Tell us who reported this, because this is actually, if you're a San Diego State fan and you're wondering, like, I'm still not really convinced who is yeah. this guy, and he only really had one year at Colorado with Coach Prime. Explain uh, how successful they were with him versus without him. About four and four, uh, they were number five in the country with passing yards per game at 330. They had a very good offense. If you looked at the, the, the if I mean, I watched Colorado, their offense wasn't really the problem here. Uh, but Sanders demoted him and they uh, instead promoted Pat Shermer, who used to be an NFL head coach, right. uh, to call the plays. Before Lewis was demoted, Buffalo was averaging 408 yards per game, per game of offense and scored at least 36 points in five of eight games. After he was demoted, they averaged 20.2 points per game and only 273 yards of offense under Shermer. Yeah, I mean, I think that if you um, if you go into a kid's house now representing San Diego State, you at least can talk to that kid about the biggest story of college football this past year, which was Colorado, and you were part of all of it. You know, so so I mean, there is an ounce of cachet, you know, but again. This is the best San Diego State could do. Yes. They're paying they're paying 1.8 million dollars, which I promise you is in the lower half of what Mountain West Co Conference coaches get paid. So they don't have the money for the big head coach. Um the name may have not been available or out there. Um they desperately needed to change their offense. It would have been great to have somebody young and energetic who's already been a head coach. Check, check, check. I I listen, I didn't know who he was as of yesterday. But based on the resume and based on what's on paper, I like the hire. And by the way, everybody can do this. Everybody can do this on their own. Google Sean Lewis, and I dare you to find something negative written about him from anybody. This this guy was considered one of the most up-and-coming offensive-minded coaches in all of college football, which is why Dion got him in the first place. How did he get to Colorado? Was he was it the year after he got let go by Kent State? Like, is there does it go Kent State head coach fired, hired by Coach Prime? I don't think he was fired. I think he left. You leave a head coaching job to go to go. I, work I will with Coach double Prime? check that. I'll double check that. I mean, if it's Kent State, yeah. You... I'm, not, I'm not sure you leave a head coaching job at Kent State to be an offensive coordinator at Colorado. Um, I, I guess there could have been the Coach Prime effect where Coach Prime says, Hey, man, come with me. I want that offense and I want you to run it for me. And maybe you go, Hey, here's a great opportunity. Yeah, I can he leave. Stepped, he stepped down. Oh, really? Because again, you, you get the call for. Okay, they, again, Probably got paid more being the coordinator at Colorado than he was the head coach. We're yet. thinking Maybe. about it. We're thinking about it from, oh, he was the head coach. He was looking at it from an opportunity perspective. The first four games for Colorado were massive. And if you're the offensive coordinator for that, you're going, made the right decision. And look what happened to him at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. He got another head coaching job and another opportunity to use this as a stepping stone. So I thought I think it was smart for him. It didn't probably work out the way he wanted it to, yeah. but he finds himself in a position but, where he's but it still did. moving forward. Right, but it but it did right. Like if if you left Kent State as a head coach to be go create more opportunity for yourself at Colorado, well, it worked out. You spent one year at Colorado. You were demoted. I'm sure humiliated, frankly. And now yeah. you've got yourself a head coaching job. And by the way, right. if I were him, you know what I'd say to to JD? 
hey, you know what we should do? Let's schedule a game against Colorado. Absolutely. Let's, let's schedule a home and home against Colorado. But do and it let's quick. Do it, as, do it as fast as possible because the game ain't going to be there longer. Yeah. Do right. Do it quick because there's like three more years, two more years left on that clock. So let's get them while you're hot. Right. Yeah, man. This is a, I, honestly, I think obviously it's like wait and see. Right. It's the same thing with Mike Schilt. Let's see. But at the end, at, looking at it, it really does come down to how good does this guy recruit? How good can this guy work the transfer portal? Who's how on many his staff? Guys, who's on his staff? Is he bringing anybody from Colorado with him? You know, it's kind of those things are the first things you're going to see. And you get to see him right away because this early transfer signing periods, you know, comes up in the next few weeks. And, you know, San Diego State, I believe they had eight players already enter, enter the transfer portal themselves. So it, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. You know, obviously, yeah, curious. once the games start, sure, that's what matters. But right now, from now till August, how good does this guy recruit? How good does this guy work the transfer portal? That's what matters. I, I wonder, um, I'm, I don't know this, so I'm just kind of putting it out there. But I wonder if in San Diego, outside of the top two high school quarterbacks that everybody's talked about, the kid at Carlsbad, Julian Sane, who's going to Alabama, and Achille Smith's son, um, I think at Helix, who's going to Oregon. I think he's at Lincoln. Oh, Lincoln, excuse me. You're right. Were there any other like division one quarterbacks in San Diego this past high school football season that are graduating seniors? And I just wonder, is there anybody or or here's a here's an even better example. You guys know I've I've loved the story of the kid from Bishops who goes to Notre Dame and then transfers to Alabama. Well, that guy played one game and it didn't go well. That kid should be hitting the transfer portal. And that kid, Tyler Buckner, he should be dying to come home to play at San Diego state in a spread offense. Like this guy's going to run. They got to get a quarterback first. And I'm not telling you that Buckner is the answer. The kid at Alabama, he had a good freshman year at Notre Dame. You know, I'm pretty sure he's got his fingers in some of these kids who they were recruiting, who backed out, not that they're going to come to him, but there are other kids. I guarantee you that he spoke to about being the quarterback of Colorado. They were like, oh, I don't know, man, I want to play. Now he rings their phone again. He's got a different conversation to have with them. Hey, man, mm -hmm. you could be my guy. You could be my starter. And these mm -hmm. kids that they were talking to in Colorado, these are top 50 kids. These are top 25 quarterback kids. These ain't some kids, you know, from Sisters of the Poor. So yeah, what if he brings this Danny O'Neill kid with them that decommitted from Colorado and comes to San Diego State? Is you he know, their quarterback? Three-star Indiana, Indiana, yeah, Indiana. three-star recruit. Right you know, him, like, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, the thing is, like, we, we kind of got – that we thought we got that quarterback. Who is it from Virginia Tech? And now he was like a turn into receiver with the Rams Bur or something. Burmeister. Like Burmeister. Like we know we thought we had the guy. Yeah. But if you don't have the right coaches to teach that guy, then it doesn't Correct. really look like you've got the guy. You know, so you know what? You know, I'd like to talk to who I'd just be interested to talk to at the end here of this would be Ryan Lindley. We were all so excited for Ryan Lindley to become the offensive coordinator. And um, you know, we saw Ryan Lindley when when they had Brady Hoke retirement videos. Ryan Lindley was his quarterback in his early days, Hoke. Now he became his offensive coordinator. Unfortunately, Ryan was running the offense and that's what they either knew or what they wanted to run or thought they had the personnel for. I would love to have Ryan Lindley on um, just to kind of have like a... I uh, wonder if he sticks around. I wonder if there's room for him on this staff. You know, someone that knows the university, someone that has NFL experience, someone that has top quarterback coaching experience. May not be a bad resource to keep around. Maybe not as offensive coordinator, but you never know. Quarterbacks coach. Yeah. Yeah, offensive assistant however hey listen since we've had I mean, all to this build a young to build a young staff with nfl experience like why not yeah you know why not 
since we've had all this college college football conversation around San Diego State's hiring of their new football coach, just real quickly, I don't know if you guys are paying attention because I know I am. This has been what I've probably been more involved or like loved college football more this year than I have in a really long time. I do credit Dion for that, especially <laughs> the beginning of the year. But you look at the uh, rankings. by the way, I didn't I should I didn't dance on that grave as much as I should have the way you yeah, I know you should my have. God, you, you let us go. Last place in the Pac 12. You let you let us go, man. You yeah, did because I, right. I knew it was all hype. Fair. I told you guys there's it was no, hype. There's there, right. dude, I told y'all TCU wasn't a good team. Yeah, no, it was all hype. No doubt. We'll be, it back. Was we'll all be hype. back next year. We'll be back next year. I ain't nah, worried about it. I don't think so. Go Colorado. We'll be back. Really, I actually don't think so. I, I think that this is now the 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 dream of the one year rebuild is not realistic. Uh, but I look at the rankings though, because you know, we're we're headed towards now championship weekend in college football. And I look at these rankings and look at how exciting this is. I mean, Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State. I this conversation about should Florida State make it into the playoff with a backup quarterback, it so annoys me. You've won all these games, and now somebody gets hurt. Well, so what? The team, mm. the team accomplished this, not one guy. So, like, mm. hey, we we've gotten to this point, we've been undefeated all season long, and now because our quarterback gets hurt, you guys eliminate us. Yes. I think that's I don't agree with that. I don't agree well, with that. Let's talk about it. All right, listen, coming up, though, next, Eric Williams from FoxSports.com is going to come in. We're going to talk a bunch of NFL football, including who will be the Browns' starting quarterback. Stick around. Hey, guys, calling a quick timeout here. Um, want to mention a couple of our sponsors at the halftime of the show. First one I got to mention is Tory Holistics and California Holistics. Hey, look, um, I'm just going to tell you guys something. If you have a friend or a family member, and they love weed, when you give them the gift of weed at Christmas, they're like, perfect gift. People who like weed love to receive weed for Christmas gifts. You understand what I'm saying? So if you know somebody that likes to vape, if you know somebody that likes flour, if you know somebody that needs something to help them sleep, something for pain management, or maybe you just want to give them something interesting and different, you're like, hey, check out this product. It's a liquid with THC. Um, there are a million different gift ideas waiting for you in Tory Holistics and California Holistics. Click our QR code and use our code AMAZING and you'll save 20%. Whether you're in store or you're ordering for home delivery, which by the way is so much easier because everything's on their website. The promo code is AMAZING. Save 20% at Tory Holistics and California Holistics. Make for great holiday gifts. Um, how's the phrase go? A friend with weed is a friend indeed. Hook it up. That's all I'm saying. Hey, um, one more time on our people at Prize Picks because I'm so so pumped that we have already going into 2024 extended our deal with prize picks. If all of a sudden in February, you don't hear prize picks anymore. It means we suck seriously because they've extended with us through the end of the NBA season in June. So if you hear prize picks between now and June, it means you guys are contributing to the cause prizepickscom slash great friends. Get in this game with me and Grande and the Brown man. We talk about it every day, hit that QR code and go right to their website prizepicks.com slash great friends. You put in a hundred bucks, they put in a hundred bucks. It's the first time deposit match up to a hundred dollars. You put in 20, they put in 20, but I'm telling you right now, I put in a hundred and I'm, my account still has two fifty in it because I've been, I hit a couple of big ones. I've lost a bunch of little ones. So I'm in this game. Alex and Grande are as well. Alex and Grande, Alex and Brown are both in it as well. Get in it. Prizepicks.com slash great friends back to the show.
All right, great friends. What's going on? It is Wednesday afternoon. It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We are in the Seven Mile Casino studio, sevenmilecasino.com. And Eric Williams from foxsports.com is about to join us. He's our NFL insider, and he's back for our weekly Wednesday visit. Eric, good afternoon. How are you? What's going on, fellas? Appreciate you guys having me. Hope you guys are having a good week. Hope you got some uh, turkey and and all that good stuff. Ham. Okay. Ham. Uh, Ham. Are you a tur- are you a straight turkey guy on Thanksgiving, Eric? Because we uh, we were all over the board here. Turkey, mac and cheese, and dessert. Those are my three go tos. And mashed potatoes. Okay. That's mashed potatoes. You don't like uh, like sweet potatoes with like marshmallows all over them. No, I'm not a sweet potato guy. Uh, okay. Others in the family are, but but not me. Okay. And then mac and cheese. Is that a homemade mac and cheese or is that something you get somewhere? Yeah. No, homemade mac and cheese uh, is, is one of our staples. Listen, yeah. I've been I've been reading up on my history, you know, and this is going to be my last traditional Thanksgiving. I think next year I'm doing crab legs. I got to change the tempo. Because once you <laughs> once you read about the history of Thanksgiving, you might want to leave that turkey yeah. alone. Yeah. So I got to I got to go in a different direction next year. This might be a seafood like a lobster tail, crab legs. That might be the direction. I go a little salmon over here. I might go a different direction next Thanksgiving. It won't be no turkey. It, it won't be a turkey. Mm-hmm. Won't be no ham. You know, no mashed potatoes. None of that, man. I'm just going. I'm going in a different direction because I, it's it's been sullied for me. Okay. Right. Reading I would reading say between, is important. Yeah, I'd say between uh, Thursday and Sunday because Thanksgiving kind of took on like one of these like full weekend kind of things for me. Thursday was actually Thanksgiving Day, and then S- Sunday was my girlfriend's friendsgiving at her house. So I think I started with a tri tip on Thursday as appetizers. Hmm. Moved into the turkey on Thursday evening. And um, by Sunday was, oh, and by the way, made salmon because I have one kid who like won't eat meat. Um, and then by Sunday, I was into the ham. So I feel like I did. I, Brown, come on, man. Tri-tip, turkey, ham, and salmon. That's covering all of it right there, dog. I said, hey, listen, you doing, you're going down the right road. You're going down the right road, okay? I just got to change the tempo, okay? Make it your own. Make it your yeah. own. Alex, America. you didn't do any turkey, right? I mean, you were all carne asada, weren't you? I haven't had turkey, a uh, single piece of turkey this this holiday season, and I don't plan to because once I did do carne asada for Thanksgiving, and once uh, Christmas comes around, it's tamales. So I will not touch turkey or ham in the month of December either. Dude, that is so Mario Lopez of you, the way you kind of turned very it on Mario. Right there. Oh, so Mario. Mario Here's Lopez. the thing. Here's the thing. Oh, a, a, a new rule I'm making oh. for the rest of 2023 and, and 2024 is mm-hmm. I will talk like Mario Lopez on TikTok, but I will not address it like Mario Lopez does not address it on TikTok. <laughs> I will roll my R's and do the double L's as phonetically as it should be. Yeah. You're on out. Yeah. And when you get your global entry, then we got to go down to Tijuana para some tacos y salsa. I already got it. Ready to go. Okay. Oh, really? You already got it. All right. Eric Williams, we don't mean to bother you with uh, all of our nonsense. So let's jump in, man. Um, It's Wednesday, starting to look ahead to this upcoming Sunday. You'll Mm -hmm. be in L.A. for uh, Rams and Browns. I will be at that game as well. Brown, are you coming? I listen. I'm trying to see if I got a ticket or not. I told you I had a ticket for you. All right. Well, then let's talk about it. And give me Alex's ticket, too. Yeah, now you're kind of now it's kind of getting a little screwy. It's just two. It's just two. It's just two. I know, it's I know, two. but it's a whole it's a whole thing now. All right, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, Eric, this is an interesting weekend because for the Rams, they have somehow 
based on the other teams in the NFC, based mm-hmm. on getting Matthew Stafford back, um, mm-hmm. based on a, a dominating win against a really bad Arizona team. The Rams have somehow played their way into playoff contention, but this is a huge game for them. You're right. It's a big game for them. Uh, playing better. You know, it helped getting Kyron Williams back. You know, had uh, 200 uh, scrimmage yards, two touchdowns, and really kind of added some balance to that offense. Um, you know, give Sean McVay some credit for what he's been able to accomplish with this very young team. You know, 14 draft picks. Um, they struggled at times, you know, with terms of injuries up front and and getting guys healthy, Cooper Cup, you know, in particular. Uh, but they've kind of, you know, pushed through and are one game under 500 and um, and have an opportunity to to get in the postseason, which would, I think, you know, be a, a pretty impressive accomplishment for McVay and the Rams. It would be. But on the Cleveland side, here's here's why the timing of this is so good for the Rams. For the Browns, Miles Garrett is like probably hurt, even though he's likely to play. I mean, he said he hurt his shoulder mm-hmm. pop. They've done MRIs and everything came back clear, but he, he's still not 100%. They've lost Deshaun Watson. They've lost Nick Chubb. They've lost two offensive linemen off the top of my head. Definitely their right tackle. Um, they've now lost their backup to the backup, Dorian Thompson Robinson with concussion problems. Mm-hmm. And they could be playing Joe Flacco. Off the streets, like 11, 12 weeks into the season, they might be playing Joe Flacco at quarterback. So Hmm. the Rams at home are catching the Browns, who two weeks ago people thought, wow, they're they're good for real. Right. They're they're catching the Browns at the right time. So big game for both teams, for both teams' playoff hopes. Yeah, I mean, they are catching the Browns at the right time, but the, the Browns can still do something pretty effective, and that's run the football. Uh, so they're if they're able to run the football and, and grind out clock and keep the ball away from Matthew Stafford and and that offense, that could be a path to victory for them on the road. Uh, along with that, they still have other pieces on defense that uh, are able to make plays uh, and, and and create turnovers defensively. Um, so I expect it to be a close game, even though you know, like you said, the Browns are banged up, and you know it might be you playing quarterback on Sunday. Mm. So I one of the who's gonna play when. We've had we've talked about this on the show, and so now I want to get your opinion on it because you're you're super deep into all of it, and you look at it from a different perspective than we do, especially me. The NFL's been bad, in in my opinion, across the board this year. Whether it be because there's so many different quarterbacks, mm-hmm. the, the the yards being down, the scores being weird. This year, being any given Sunday, more than any given Sunday I can remember, what outside of the quarterbacks being so injured around the league what else is attributing to just what appears to be a very bad lack of play because every team almost with the exception of the panthers is still alive and we're going into week 13 well i think you mentioned it off the top you know quarterback play i think we've had the most rookie quarterbacks play in in recent memory um so you know whenever you have rookies playing quarterback that's going to affect your offense you know if you talk to coaches around the league they're going to talk about offensive line play and how offensive line play is down uh, because uh, you don't have the practice time, you know, because of the, the CBA, that's something that's always talked about. And then, you know, you have you have new coaches putting in schemes and 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 trying to kind of create their culture and identity around the league. We've already had two coaches fired, uh, so that's not going to help in terms of continuity for those teams. Um, and you know, I think scheme wise, defensively, defenses have kind of caught up to what offenses are doing. 
in terms of, you know, making teams move the ball down the field and not getting up a lot of chunk plays, kind of keeping everything in front. Um, so I think it's a combination of all, all those things in terms of why we're seeing, and you're right, it's been ugly football. I mean, you know, you, you talk about that Minnesota-Chicago game. I mean, that was a tough watch you know, oh, from, 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 from both sides. But at the end of the day, it's the NFL, you know, people, it's still the number one sport in the country. People are still watching. People are still betting. Uh, um, and you know, again, you're still going to get, you know, a large portion of the country watching, watching games. Eric, you've been yeah. part of more press conferences than the three of us combined, you know, daily press conferences, weekly press conferences with NFL mm-hmm. coaches. Uh, in your, in your long experience covering the NFL, um, when a, Coach starts battling with reporters basically every time. Does that is that a sign of things going well for a coach, or is that a sign of things going bad for a coach? Uh, that is a sign of things going bad. Objection, for the coach. leading the witness, Your Honor. Objection. <laughs> and I'm referring to obviously Brandon Staley last week. You know, yelling about what the storyline is and his defense not being the issue. And then on Monday, I'm not sure if you were part of it because I know you've been covering NFC West more than, than than Chargers this year. I don't know if you read the transcript of him, his back and forth with multiple reporters about Quinton Johnston and why he did not go back into the game on Sunday night. And right. it, I don't know if you saw that, but clearly things not going well for Brandon and just kind of your overall thoughts of where he stands in that organization. Yeah, you know, when I saw the the video uh, presser from after the Green Bay came where he was basically telling a reporter not to ask about him calling defensive plays. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I, it's never good to like tell a reporter what to ask and what not to ask, you know, just answer the question, however you want to ask it. Um, and it's not great to get combative because, you know, as reporters, we're going to continue to come at you because that's, that's what we do. You know, it's our job to ask questions um, you know, and, and, and try to seek, you know, answers to to create context with what we're writing about so yeah definitely defensive and 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 you're right it definitely kind of hints at what's happening behind the scenes he understands that he's under a lot of pressure in terms of you know whether or not he's going to keep his job with the chargers at four and seven and based on what happened last year and really when you look at the chargers i mean it's an organizational failure it starts at the top with the owners and it it, it seeps all the way down into the coaching staff and, and the personnel department and the rest of the league. And so at the end of the year, wherever they finish, they're going to have to take a holistic look at what they're doing and then figure out, you know, is it the coach? Is it the, the GM? And is it the the decision-making of how you're coming up with both of those guys? Because they're never going to have long-term sustained success unless everybody in that building is aligned. And, and you can tell right now that that's not the case. Uh, just with the way that the head coach is talking uh, to the reporters whenever he addresses them. We're talking to Eric Williams this afternoon. He joins us on Wednesdays. He's from FoxSports.com. He's our NFL insider, spends most of his time covering the NFC West, but has spent a lot of time around the Chargers. Eric, back to what Alex was talking about, though. When a coach who does not have the resume to be a jerk is a jerk and says things like, don't use your imagination, don't ask me about this anymore. This is really difficult for you. So I'm going to try and clarify it for you. When he starts to kind of, when he starts to come unglued like that, 
don't you think that as he's being so what I would call disrespectful to professionals that are there trying to do their job, don't you think people are going to start to get like nastier um, towards him or the way they report about him? Because again, I, I think he's making a monster mistake the way he interacts with the media. In a word, yes. And and you guys know I dealt with this with Mike McCoy because he was condescending in the same way and not, I feel, being respectful of what I do for a living and what others do for a living. And you're right. If, if you're just respectful and honest and treat every question with, you know, the way that it should be treated, then that buys you some time, you know. But when you start getting heated and combative and, and disrespectful and condescending and, and coming at reporters – Again, when you speak in these situations, you're speaking for the the franchise. And so I think you kind of need to understand that as well. You're not speaking for yourself necessarily as an individual, but you're representing the Chargers. And so right. when when you come at people like that, then, you know, I don't think it's a great look for the organization. And, you know, I've, I've, I've again, just real quickly, covered, uh, covered Mike Holmgren, covered Pete Carroll, covered some big names uh, Winners, in, this, you mean. in this league. Guys that have... Yeah. Guys that have only won championships, but also have been through very tough situations. And when in, they're in those heated moments, they always kind of are graceful in handling those really tough questions. And that says yeah. a lot about them as individuals and the confidence they have in doing that job. And so when I see Staley acting like that, I'm like, wow, he doesn't have a whole lot of confidence in what he's doing. Yeah. yeah right. I think and, you know, that these two guys didn't agree with me yesterday, really, that – I think it's for sure he's going to get fired. I, I just don't see how you can keep him around. But what, regardless if Tom Telesco's around or not, I think if you just look at their con their contracts and their situation going forward, they missed the window yeah, of Herbert Alex, Herbert's rookie's contract. Right. Put it up on the screen for Eric to see, and for everybody else who's listening and watching. For those of you guys that are listening on radio, <laughs> I keep telling you guys come to the YouTube show. For those of you guys that are on YouTube or on TV, look at this. What am I putting uh, up? putting up this, this slide that says not just Staley. Like we, oh, yeah. we, we rip, you know, Brandon Staley every week. Cause he's just fun to do. Um, but, but look at this. I mean, take a look at what, what's going on. Here. While he's underwater. <laughs> Am I underwater uh, again? Yeah, no, you're, you're fine. You're, you're I, back, I was back, my point. Sorry my, guys. My, my computer's fine. or something right. real quick. Just, but Eric comment on this. Alex, if you could, Sorry, I, I my thing buffered. Um, just take a look at these contracts, look at these names, and look how unsuccessful they've been. Mm -hmm. Yeah, again, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is definitely you have to look at Tom Telesco because he's been there 11 years. He's had a chance to hire three coaches, and they haven't had the kind of success uh, that you would like. And I have a lot of respect for Tom uh, as a GM and as an individual. Um, but you have to be honest and the results are the results. And at some point, again, you have to bring somebody in there that has some cachet that you believe is going to take this organization where they want to go. And I'm assuming they want to, they want to win championships. So I, you know, right. whether it's Harbaugh or some kind of big name, um, I, I have to push back on that. I have to push back on that because sure. being a general manager, it, and I said this yesterday. If people want to bag on him for his coaches hiring and firing, I have nothing to say about that. Go ahead mm -hmm. and do your thing. What I – he got the most important position correct. And he wasn't the number one pick. People passed on Justin Herbert, and they took him. Yep. So, for me, 
that shows me you know what you're doing when it comes to picking players. Nobody nails every single pick. Yeah. The Joey, the Bosa pick, everybody would have paid Joey. Everybody would have paid him. J.C. Jackson had other suitors. So this isn't a situation where he feels like he's finding diamonds in the rough and they're not diamond. They're just coal. He's doing things other general managers would have done as well. And so for me, I feel like the piece that where he has totally fallen apart is the coaching hires. The actual selection of players, he's done great picks. Like these are good players on this team. For some reason, they're not playing well. And that's a coaching decision. Okay, so a couple different things. For every Justin Herbert, I can throw out a Jerry Tillery. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So we could go back and forth on that. Yeah. And the and the other thing is coaching hire is pretty important, right? I mean, yeah. you can you can draft all the good players you want, but if if you're not aligned with the coaching staff, then those guys aren't going to produce to their potential and I think that's like a key blind spot of the organization is the head coach and the GM are not aligned in terms of what they see in the draft and drafting players that spit uh fit specifically what the coaching staff wants to do on offense and defense. I felt the closest they got to it was Anthony Lynn. Yeah. Because they had success when they went 12 and four and in 18. And then, you know, he struggled COVID, you know, stuff happened. They cho- chose to move on. And then they bring in uh, Brandon Staley, who, who wants to be the smartest guy in the room and, and wants the credit for everything that's happening. And you, you probably have a little bit of pushback between the GM and the head coach. And again, that's why you're having kind of a dysfunctional look, of the product on the field. So you're right. He's, he's drafted good players. He got the quarterback, right. But if you don't get the head coach, right. And you both aren't on the same page, you're not going to have sustained success. And that's why I'm saying as an organization, they have to kind of have a comprehensive look and they have to get a GM and head coach that are aligned. And there's a big rebuild coming. Like that's just a fact. I mean, they're $45 million over the cap. They got massive contracts they are going to have to get out of. Because mm-hmm. and because the guys they have now, Browner, I know you love players, and we talked about this yesterday. You love those Wikipedia pages on that right side. It so tells you all the accolades they got, yeah. right? But at the end of the day, what really matters? The win loss record. And the win loss the win loss record for Brand Staley and Tom Telesco have not granted you anything. So you there's a, I just think it's time to start over. And at the end of the day, it won't really matter because John Dean Spanos is still in control. At that that's what I was gonna say. Is like I'll push back a little bit. I don't know if there's gonna be a rebuild. I don't know if there's going to be major change at the end of the year because yep. this is the Chargers and they 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 zig when you think they're going to zag. So Charger, we'll, we'll, change we'll costs money. Change costs money. You said a lot of it, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> Eric just gives you a face. Yeah, they're not. They're they don't do that. That's what that face said to me. True statement. Yeah, man, it's going to be great when the when when Bailey Zappi or whoever plays for the Patriots this weekend beats the Chargers. It's going to be hilarious. Well, it's also hilarious to see that the Broncos are now in second place in the division, and Sean Payton is showing Dean Spanos when you hire a professional coach. And I had my doubts, no doubt. I mean, I did. When you I hire sure a do. professional coach, and you have and you give up seventy points, and it looks like the whole locker room is going to crumble. Uh, and then he pulls them back out, and they've won five straight games. That's what a professional coach looks like, Eric. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it looked bad early, one and five. Like you said, got a seventy burger put on you by the Dolphins. But hey, they've won five straight. He's actually got Russell Wilson to like run the offense the way that he wants. 
which is, you know, run the football and, and hey, run around a little bit and make some plays when we need to you to make it. Wilson's got eight touchdowns and I think just uh, one interception over this five-game stretch that they've won games. And um, defensively, I think they've forced 15 takeaways. So they've done a nice job defensively, you know, with Vance Joseph of kind of getting things turned around and, and played from more of a defensive mindset, which is kind of what they needed to do with that personnel they have there. So yeah. six and five, they're only two games yep. behind the cheese. I mean, they got a shot. Yeah. Let him simmer. Don't let him cook. <laughs> no doubt. Let him simmer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> let the running Eric, game cook. Right. Mm-hmm. Eric, it is great to see you. Thank you. Um, I hope to run into you on Sunday up at SoFi stadium for that uh, Browns game against the Rams and have a great week, man. Awesome. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. All right. Eric Williams from FoxSports.com. This segment of Kaplan and crew being presented by our friends at prize picks, prizepicks.com slash great friends. They will match your first deposit hundred percent up to hundred dollars. Click on our QR code or go to prizepicks.com slash great friends. So much more to get to. In fact, I have a crazy, crazy story to tell you now. All right, everybody, what's happening? This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. For those of you that are listening on radio, you wouldn't know this, but for those of you that are watching on YouTube or on television, you can see that I'm not in my normal home studio. I am up in L.A. at my L.A. radio studios. Um, so I, um, I got to tell you guys this story about what happened to me last night because um, – some of you may have seen it on the news. Brown, did you see it on the news? No, sir. You don't have any idea what I'm talking about, do you? Zero, my brother. All right. Let me um, let me let me start off with this. So yesterday, I drive up to LA, and um, and you know everything's normal. I, I drive to LA. I park. Uh, I I. By the way, let me tell you guys something really quickly. I have been driving a um, loaner car. Because up in LA, I've got this uh, deal with uh, Subaru, you know, and I promote Subaru in LA. And so they gave me an electric vehicle to drive around in. I've never driven an electric vehicle. I've been in one, but I've never driven one. A lot of fun, very fast, um, like instant power. There's no transmission. It doesn't have to go through gears. That's not why I'm telling you this. I charge this thing at my house. It's got 200 miles. Honestly, I didn't know if I was going to make it to LA. I really didn't know if I was going to make it because I just thought, the you know, mile by mile is how it goes. So I'm like, well, it's hundred miles. So I've got 200 miles. So by the time I get there, I'll have hundred miles. But I guess the more you push on the gas, the, if you use the air conditioning, I mean, everything zaps the battery. So I get to LA live. I go to plug into one of their electric car gas pump thingies. I've never used this before. I plug in like a schmuck browner. You talk about white privilege. You ready? Here's what I thought. Oh, in the building, they have free electric for my car. So I go walking over, I plug, Damn, come on, fam. bro, I plug the car in and I swear to you, I come back like five, six hours later thinking the car is going to be full with electricity. Nothing. You ain't paid. I know you it is to pay big dog, bro. There was like nothing <sighs> obvious that would have said to me a first time user. Here's how you pay. Nothing obvious at all. So now Damn. go ahead. Can I ask you a question? Real go dog? Yeah, go ahead. Listen, man, you one of the hardest working businessmen I know. What the hell have you ever gotten in business for free? I got what you're saying, but what? But I was naive. The lights are on. 
Isn't that the same thing? <laughs> I, dude, I, tell you, I admit, I admit uh, it was very naive of me to plug wow. the electric car into the thing and then expect that it was for free. So, so now I, I go to use the car later in the evening. Um, cause I'm going to Beverly Hills to visit Ooh. my boy, Alex, who's over and in an electric evening. Subaru. Ugh. Hey, I know. Right. They might throw you out. <laughs> by the way, by the way, the city of Beverly Hills right now is so lit up for Christmas. Like know, even the police station, if you, I bet you could find pictures online. The police station has like this laser light video show happening on Instagram. the police station. I bet you the Beverly Hills police department on Instagram is and, telling you and probably yeah, showing like, off their building. Yeah. Did I see Eddie Murphy's going to be Beverly Hills cop again? Yes. I think God. I saw that also because John Ashton who plays Taggart in uh -huh. uh, Beverly Hills cop is somebody that we've known forever. Cause he used to come to San Diego all the time and play in the uh, Stan Humphrey celebrity golf classic. This is a generation ago. And uh, John Ashton and I became buddies and I see him on Facebook saying, yeah, guess what? Taggart's coming back. We're going to have nice. Beverly Hills cop three. I love it. I love yeah, it. Me too. It's one of my okay. favorites. So anyway, so, um, so I go, so the, the, the pump, the electric thing doesn't gives me no charge. By the time I got back last night, I came to realize there's a QR code on the side of the pump and you have to download their app and then you have to pay them, et cetera. And let me tell you what they tell you. They told me that at 628 in the morning, that's when my car will be full. And they said, um, you need to be out of here at that point because any time after it's done pumping, yeah, we'll charge you $10 like for the time that you're sitting mm -hmm. there, you know, I'm like, bro, that's 630 in the morning. I had to have the car unplugged by 627.59. I think I had it unplugged by like 627.58, like literally, like by a second. Smash. Just get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Throw so, off his still hooked there. Yeah. So I don't know why I started with the story of, 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 um, so I plugged the car in, I get the thing fueled up. Okay. So last night I get back from this Beverly Hills thing and I get, go into LA live and let me show everybody who's watching. And for those of you that are listening, let me show you what LA live looks like right now with the holidays. It is uh, does comparable. This, does this one need sound. Um, not really, not really. Okay, cool. Um, oh, you can talk over it. It's comparable to Rockefeller Center in New York City, the ice skating rink outside the NBC building. So I'm walking around LA Live. There was a prize well, pick. Was that Justin Herbert? It, it was a and prize pick. Yeah, Ooh. prize picks. So LA Live. This is I where saw my, Wish. I saw this it. Is, this is where my office is at up here. Okay, ice skating rink, Christmas tree, lights everywhere. Music is blasting. People are on the ice skating rink and, you know, there's all these restaurants and there's a lot of activity. By the way, no Laker game, no Clipper game, no Kings game. There's nothing going on over at crypto.com. So Browner, when you look at this video that I'm showing you, looks like a joyous occasion, right? Christmas in downtown LA. Doesn't it look looks, good? Is that looks like, looks like America at its best. Is that real ice or that, that bougie, that crappy plastic ice thing? Uh, I don't know anything real. about crappy plastic ice. I I watched them create the ice rink, so I think oh, it's real ice. Gotcha. Real ice. Yeah, I don't know about crappy. Okay, Browner, you've been to LA Live. You know the area. Mm -hmm. Now, when I'm here, I stay across the street at a hotel called the East Central. It's literally right across the street. There's a restaurant on the corner of LA Live called Fixins. Okay. Yeah. You ever heard of Fixins? Yes. It's a soul food restaurant. Right. Mm -hmm. I know the one you talk about. Okay. 
that's where oftentimes I'll see Floyd Mayweather and his entourage of like 20 bodyguards. I talked about that a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So where I was, Christmas tree, ice skating rink, crypto.com arenas across the street. Life is wonderful. Christmas music is playing. The lights are shining. The tree is all lit up. Life is wonderful. It's the holiday season in downtown Los Angeles. Around the corner, 100 yards away, where that restaurant Fixins is, that soul food restaurant, there is mayhem. Mayhem. Now, what kind of mayhem? Well, I'll just say this. At 7 o'clock last night. Like the Allstate mayhem guy? Well, wait. At 7 o'clock last night, my phone and everybody, their phones start buzzing. It's ESPN security. And ESPN security is saying on our phones, there's been a shooting at Fixin's restaurant, which is right downstairs from your office. Avoid the area at all costs. Police are on the scene. Well, <laughs> you tell me to avoid is this the area. Like Chris Hansen at the red zone where you just ignore it. Is this like no one cares or is this like a real alert? Do not go there. Violence. Isn't Chris Hansen the guy from, like, Catch a Predator, dude? Yeah, they're both named Chris Hansen. No, I think the other guy's name is Scott Hansen. Is it? Yeah. Red Zone guy is Scott Hansen. That's where you just go him, too. Him, too. (laughs) So, yeah, ESPN Security leaves voicemails. And they're like, hey, there's been a shooting downstairs at LA Live. LAPD's on the scene. Avoid the area at all costs, right? You can't tell somebody like me that. Because once you tell me to avoid the area at all costs, I got to go see what's going on. You're what you're Mario the white Lopez person would that call. Get murdered in the movie. Well, That's I was you. gonna say you're, you're the, the white. white you're, you're you're what Mario Lopez would call a uh, metiche. Metiche. Yeah. What's that mean? A nosy mother effer. Yeah, that's me. Oh, 100 percent. Oh, yeah. I am. You get, metiche. You 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 get murdered in the movie because you're like, what's that sound? And then you yeah. walk over there. Oh, dead. Dude, and I. And, and Browner, I'm telling you right now, I know this sounds really bad to even admit, but you talk about white privilege here. I thought that the electric was free for my car. Okay. Oof. So I go Ooh, walking hurt. outside. I go it walking it outside. It can't get worse than that. The story cannot get worse than that. Well, I go walking outside and there's a security guard and he's, and he's got the area like kind of roped off. And I like act like I can just go walking right in, you know? And he's like, Oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. You, you can't go that way. You have to go around. I'm like, okay. All right. So I go around LA live. And now I can, dude, I'm telling you, there's 20 police Even cars. Even just being in the area is white privilege because me and Browner walk around there. We're suspects. Easily. 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 Well, not I would have been on the I ground. Just, <laughs> I just go floating around, right? Like nothing's going on. I cross the street. I cross Figueroa to go across the street to the hotel. But there's police tape that are blocking off the street and blocking off the sidewalk. But I got to get to that hotel, which is a half a block away. I go under the police tape. Yeah, don't inconvenience oh, my path oh to my, my hotel God. with well, how your else police was I gonna tape. Get, how, how else could I get there? No, how, how else you went under the police tape. You went under the police, the police tape. tape. Under the police tape myself. Ooh, and I thought, oh nice. my God. Now he's, now he's tampering with the crime scene. Dude, I'm thinking must to myself, nice. I, could get, I could get in big trouble here. Like, maybe the cops are going to start pointing. Guns. Hey, what are you doing? What are you? Nobody even noticed me, right? So I go walking into the hotel, <laughs> okay? Um, then I, I wind up leaving. Because I couldn't get close to the crime scene, but I leave. I leave. I couldn't get close to the crime scene. Listen to what you're here. saying. You listen to yourself. You well, couldn't a, get close to the crime scene, dude. I'm a member of the media. I was there covering Were the you story. Columbo? Yeah. 
So, so now I leave downtown LA. I'm like, I got to get out of this zoo. I leave downtown LA. I drive to Beverly Hills to go hang out with my boy, Alex, because the Browns are here in town already before, you know, this game against the Rams. And I go to him and we hang out for an hour last night. We talk and BS and we're starting. Who's starting a quarterback Yeah, for the Browns? Mm-hmm. Who do you think? Joe Flacco. Flacco. I don't Unless know. I go back to Pete. You're a liar. I don't know. You're a liar. I don't know what to tell you. Help me out, dude. What do you need? What I got Josh Dobbs. Fantasy. I got Josh Dobbs on a bye week. Mm-hmm. I'm screwed at quarterback. I, I had Deshaun Watson was my starter. So now I've been picking up every Browns backup I possibly can. I had Josh Dobbs, <laughs> but now it's bye week. So I got PJ Walker. I got DTR. Do I have to pick up Joe Flacco here? I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Why can't you just Good break guy. news for once? You can Big, you wow. use one connection wow. and say, I, I will tweet it right now. According to our sources, the no, Browns will start here. blank, blank, no. blank. Now, I can't confirm or deny. I cannot tell you one way or the other. It's not something okay. we talked about last night. Blink. blink okay, right. blink. Blink. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Blink. blink. If you no. wink right eye, Joe Flacco. No. Left eye, Okay. PJ Walker. No, if you, no if I'm you covering cover my your eyes. eyes. Cover not right. DTR. That man, that man was bleeding from his mouth. It's yeah. definitely not if, DTR. If you cover your eyes, it's not Joe Flacco. If you cover your eyes, it I'm not. Is I'm not fun. getting. I can't get involved in this game, and here's why. Because when I went to visit my boy Alex, well, you already night, covered your eyes. Here, no, here's what we talked about. We talked about next week when I go to Cleveland to see them play against Jacksonville. We talked about my son's graduation. We talked about the lawsuit that I was just involved with when I was in court last week. We talked about his son and his freshman year of college. We didn't talk football not for one second last oh, night. Please, please. It's true. Keep going with your story. You All right. So here's the story. So here's the story. So now doesn't I wind up getting at, doesn't want to be Adam Schefter. I get back, I get back to downtown LA. I get back to Your downtown LA. Days are over, mister. Well, no, it's just that you know, when you have one friend that's that close, if I were to put that out there, everybody's gonna know where something came from. And then I'll put it know, out. I will I will have betrayed trust. No. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. I I get back to the hotel last night. Mm-hmm. It's probably around 10 30-ish, 10 15-ish. No, no. Yeah, yeah, okay, about that time. And, bro, the streets are littered with cops. And, I mean, it looks like a movie scene with, like, 20 cops standing around in plain clothes. Like, you know, hey, they're, uh, the, the CSI guys are taking pictures. And, <clears throat> and you know, the homicide detectives are there. And it's craziness. Because Browner, at 7 o'clock that night when ESPN Security was telling us to stay away, there was a shooting inside this restaurant, lazy, uh, inside this restaurant, Fixins. There was a shooting and somebody died from the shooting inside of this place fixings. So Damn, now, LA. So, so dude, this is all happening right, right on the streets. And I'm wow, staying, wow. I, my office is in this building. My hotel is across the street. I'm in the middle of all of this. At 11 o'clock last night. You wish you were more in the middle of all this. Right, well, you say the middle. <laughs> You're not in the middle, bro. You, well, try, you at, tried to get in the middle. Hey, at 11 o'clock last night, 11 yes. o'clock, I turn on the local news. Because I figure it's going to be the lead story. Let me show you video I shot last night of the local news reporting the story. And then watch what I do because I'm in my hotel room. Watch what happens here. Go ahead, Alex. Play. I edited a little bit. Okay. Play what you can. We have breaking news now at 11. Gunfire erupting in the heart of downtown L.A. A man is dead after police say someone walked into one of the restaurants at L.A. Live and opened fire. Eyewitness News reporter Shayla Gerard live in downtown L.A. with new details about what happened, including the search for the shooter. Shayla. 
Yes, police now telling us they believe the suspect and the victim knew each other, and that investigation is still ongoing behind me. Take a look at this. You can see part of the... Well, take a look below me. Dude, this story is happening right here. Yeah, look at all these cops still down here. Dude. I mean, here we are. Yeah. So on TV, you got the reporters down on Figueroa, but I'm up in my hotel room looking down on all this. And there's like one crazy lady in a bathrobe screaming at the top of her lungs at the cops just on the street. Like she must have gone underneath the police tape too, on the street in front of the hotel, screaming at the top of her lungs at the cops across the street. Like a crazy lady, you know what I mean? Like somebody who's kind of whacked out, and un unfortunately, you know? And uh, and so all, a shooting in the building that I work in and all the cops and the homicide and the CSI and everybody else on the streets, and I'm watching the entire thing from my hotel room. Man. Okay, let me ask you a question. What was your plan trying to get near Great the question. scene Great of the question. Great question. So my plan was to try and see what happened. I wanted to try and get as close as I could to see what happened. You know what happened. They told you what happened. What? This is... As a person... Like, you, you got a text from your security that said... Mm -hmm. That told you. Shooting. 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 A, not a fight. Not a stabbing. Right. Not, a, not a brawl. All a right. shooting. And your number one thought was, ooh, let, I let should me go, go there. Let me go check that out. Man. Right, man. Well, if I nice. wasn't close by, I wouldn't have gone to it. But I mean, it was right downstairs. The fact that you care. were close it by would make floor. me go even further. Correct. Correct. <laughs> the closer I am to gunfire, the further I need to get away from it. Yep. Oh my yep. god. Yeah. I hear just... shooting, and the, my security guard is telling me there's a shooting. I avoid the area. In fact, I lock my door and check just to make Bruh, sure. That I wouldn't I have left the locked. building. I would. I would have went back in my office and chilled. Hey, Alex, I'll I, I beat you tomorrow, bro. Yeah. I, there's a shooting here. I can't go I outside. Ain't going, I ain't going nowhere. Uh-uh. And you're over here going under the tape. Plug it in. Plug it in. Try to get free electricity from the American grid. I don't know. Well, I know. I'm just nice, walking bro. around. I just so want to talk about the last two days of the stories that you've told and how first world problems it is. Man. I have to schlep to L.A. in my free promotional Subaru electric, electric car. car. And then I have to do my my show from Los Angeles in the heart of beautiful LA Live. Oh, but wait, yeah, there's Christmas more. trees up and, and right. ice skating rings and the, and wait, the place is Browder, lit. There's more. Remember, he complained. Now I have to schlep. They use the word schlep oh, thirty minutes to go to have Beverly lunch Hills. with the Beverly Hills. I have to go have dinner in oh, Beverly Hills with the offensive oh, coordinator of the Cleveland oh, Browns. My oh my goodness! Lifted all of this fun and <laughs> entertainment off my back. Oh. Oh. And then the keep police going. won't let me keep going. Police, Hold on, you guys the, keep the, going. The police won't let me take my magnifying glass so I can inspect the, the violent shooting. Oh my god, this guy, this guy must man. be nice, man. Must First world nice. problems, by the way. 200 miles for a range. I mean, super is not a sponsor here, so who cares? Right, that's terrible. That that's awful. Nothing that that's awful. is nothing. I have been in a Tesla driving to LA and back, and I have been in a um, uh, an Arivian. Uh, to LA and back, mm -hmm. and I gotta tell you, the plugging is a little confusing. In his defense, the plugging in is a little confusing 
but the person who owns the vehicle usually has yeah. an account where you can plug in and it charges right. your account and then they charge you. And also, so I don't Tesla know has their he... own. Tesla has their own, and other cars right. don't have. But there, what I heard because I did this Mercedes electric test drive thing in Vegas, and mm -hmm. uh, what they're telling me is that they're all developing an adapter that you can buy to then be able to use the Tesla plug-in. Because Tesla has so many super stations everywhere now. And in California, if you're in on his where he was at, it should have had a map on every one that he was passing mm -hmm. as he was driving. But I don't know the level of Subaru detail with the free car and all that. But yeah, dude, it, it's it's pretty easy to plug in at this point in Southern California. Now, if you drove to somewhere else, I don't know, but driving from here to LA, it's nothing. It's better than the yeah. gas station, I tell you that much. Everybody has an electric car now, too, huh? Subaru Every, electric car. Or everybody's got one. And Kia's got one. Everybody Ooh. has one. So I don't know if he's driving the Solterra, but that's a cool, that's a good looking, that's a good looking automobile. I'm not gonna lie. Hmm. That's a good looking automobile. Where do you think he went? Bathroom. Easily. Bathroom. Yeah. He couldn't hold it no more. He was out of he was out of the conversation at this point anyway. He was getting pooped on for his yeah. privilege. So he needed to. <laughs> to go and relieve himself i didn't honestly he's the one that said privilege i was just like that's yeah. just dumb that's just dumb i i don't i don't know of a person who i think i've ever heard not a police officer saw a murder or heard there was a murder and then wanted to go see the scene like look at the body bag like why scooby-doo what are you doing brother the, what yeah. no no thelma no oh well this show is over for the YouTube portion. If you're listening on radio, we got plenty more uh, to come. We, we got to investigate uh, these crimes. We will. If you're listening on radio, we're going to go back and recap the uh, introductory press conference of Sean Lewis as the new San Diego State head coach. We'll get reactions. We'll be joined by Eric Williams uh, from Fox Sports LA to talk about the Rams and their spicy level and also what he thinks the future of Brandon Staley has in store. So, everybody, thank you for tuning in. By the way, me and Brown are back with everybody tomorrow. No, Scott. It'll yeah. be just like this tomorrow. So, we'll talk to everybody then. Yeah. Warm up. Uh, support our sponsors. We always appreciate it. Talk to you then. Peace. Bye. All right. Time for Uncensored. And um, for those of you guys that were with us at the end of the broadcast, the end of the actual radio show portion of the, of the show, uh, we come into the Uncensored. And the last two to three minutes of that segment, after telling all my stories about being naive and this stupid white privilege, I walked under the tape. The cops were they didn't shooting me. I'm just walking around like an idiot, like I have no idea what's going on here. What? What tapes? I'm sorry, officer. I, I have to get to the hotel. <laughs> the last three minutes of the segment, all of a sudden I had to get up and walk away. Another shooting? Not, another, shooting. Not yeah. another security call from ESPN. Why would I have had to have gotten up to walk away? You had to take a dump. Dude, my stomach was blowing up. My stomach was, I, I haven't eaten in like 24 hours. I had two cups of coffee this morning. I mm -hmm. nearly shit my pants. I had to run to the bathroom. You didn't eat you at knew. Beverly Hills last night? You I did not nice eat at Beverly dinner? Hills. No, I did not. Wow. Wow. Man. You missed out on that opportunity. Well, but you know, it's like, I didn't get over there till like eight 30 at night because I'm talking to my boy, Alex. I'm like, yo man, I'm, I'm here. He's like, well, yeah, I'm in a third down conversion meeting. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a passing game, you know, second and long meeting. I mean, these guys, these coaches eat, eat while you're so waiting. What were you wait? What were you doing while he was in these meetings? 
Um, I looking trying at to figure block, out how to trying to figure out how to charge his car. Yeah, really. I was looking for <laughs> charging stations. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving that car back on Friday. I'll tell you, man. It's is it a great. The, uh, is it the? I just looked it up. The the Solterra. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a that's a sharp looking vehicle. Yeah, Although nice. 200 miles is, is 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 bad. I'm telling you, man. Like I'm I panicked yesterday. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. And then if I don't make it, what do I do? I got to pull over and find a charging station. Listen. I like the notion of electric cars. I really, really do. But I, I need more range. And I think that that's what's coming, you know. But um, but I tell you, the car is great. It's fun. Fun car to drive. I uh, got good news if you're a Padres fan, which we mm -hmm. all agreed upon this. Mm -hmm. uh, Ryan Flaherty is leaving the Padres coaching staff. Okay. He will now join the Cubs. Okay. Uh, another story that we didn't get to earlier today. Uh, Aaron Rodgers cleared to practice. Really? On Man, the practice field today, bro. Wow. I'm starting. To, I'm starting to think they lied about that injury. I really am starting to think they lied about that Achilles tear. I'm starting to think Kirk Cousins come back for the playoffs. Right. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Kirk Cousins same calling, injury. He's calling Aaron Rodgers, going, "What did you do? I want to do that." Yeah. Same injury. Where get can those, I get ayahuasca in Minnesota? Get those two old people on that on that. Uh, get the two old people on that leg. He'll be all right. I, the two I old am, people from the show quarterbacks, the chiropractors. Yeah, yeah. Get them. I am of the opinion. Right. I am of the opinion that the window has opened and the window will close without him coming back. And he'll use the Jets being out of playoff contention as yeah, an excuse. For not coming back. Yeah, I, liar, I did everything dude. I could. I tried my uh, best. Thing. Yeah. He was on he McAfee yesterday. News, man. He's running. Dude, he was on McAfee yesterday. And I know you're going to watch videos today. Everybody's going to see videos of him in the practice field throwing a football. Dude, he's been doing that for like two months already. But mm -hmm. I will say he was on McAfee yesterday and he said something. I'm not a doctor and I haven't talked to the pro football doc. We could ask him tomorrow, but. He's running on an anti-gravity machine at 70% of his body weight. And like that doesn't really feel like a dude that's ready to go get hit by 350 pound lineman again. How about have to play in cold weather with a, with an Achilles that was yeah. torn three months ago. Or and by the way, did, didn't body weight on that one muscle. Didn't that one, didn't a Dolphins player just tear his Achilles on that same turf? Have they changed the turf? I don't know. Um, there question. was a Dolphins player, that defensive end. I don't remember his name. It I was at MetLife, right? Are the Dolphins the Dolphins are the team that yes the Dolphins are the team that is in the hard knocks in season mm -hmm. right yeah last night when I went to visit my buddy Alex we watched that that um, episode where the yeah. kid tore his Achilles and by the way my boy Alex is sitting there we're watching uh, Mike McDaniel's and we are just like hysterical laughing at him he's and we're like he's so entertaining like <laughs> he, he really like, is he's like my, my boy he Alex is about, like, my boy yeah. Alex is like I love him he's great when he when he talks about getting hit in the shoulder and nuts and he was like, cause some, somebody tacked some, I watched that episode this morning. Uh, some player ran into him on the sidelines and he got hit. Like a, he took a cleat to the shoulder. He said, I started bleeding. He's like, I also got kicked in the dick and it hurt like a motherfucker, but I'm on the sidelines and I knew cameras were looking at me. So I acted like it didn't hurt. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. And your mic just muted. Hmm. Well, this show's over. This show what a day. What what a day. All kinds what of technical problems. What you can't day. hear a word I'm saying? No, I can hear you. I can't hear Alex. His mic oh. went mute. All right. Love you guys. Back I need a new tomorrow. mic. I'm buying it today. Ah, I'm buying it today. Ah, Get out of here. We're out of here.